0: It is the Anfield Rap. I've got Mel Reddy, Gareth Roberts and Andy Heaton with me. Uh, we are in association with Red, Redsbet, uh, the gambling company where 50% of their profits, your losses goes back to fan-related causes. Going back years when I used to host the Anfield Rap, we used to have an opening question and the purpose of the opening question from my friend John Furlong was the idea that people get to know the contributors better. But one of the things I used to love to do uh, when Liverpool had been disappointing was to elongate the opening question as long as humanly possible and hopefully put us all in a better mood to deal with the match so gareth what's your favorite ride album oof uh, i mean nowhere's an absolute cracker which is the uh the debut album
1: i've still got a you know a big soft spot for that yeah uh going blank again also a cracker and did I, I mean, they never made a bad one, did they, mate? Not really. I mean, Carnival of Lights is probably the poorest one, but, you know, the most recent one was a cracker. You know, great to see them back after all this time. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably go and see them again sometime over the summer.
0: Uh, Mel Reddy, have you had the chance to listen to the new Solange record yet?
2: No, not yet. And um, what happens when the opening question disappoints you and then... Therefore, elongates your disappointment from...
0: Listen, you might not be a fan of Ride, but I've, fl- fl- I've thrown you Solange as an <laughs> underarm there and you can have a little look at it. What was your favourite record from 2018?
2: Um, pr- mm, Good question. A lot of options there. I'll, I'll think about it and come
0: back shit, to me. <laughs> uh, no one was expecting this shit, uh, but then no one was expecting that shit <laughs> yesterday. So it's one of them. It goes both ways. Andy Heaton, uh, favourite Lars song?
3: Um, Is the one to. Is the one on the... What album is side What beside is where Lee Mathers says Everton is shit? Good that
0: lord. That one. I tell you that what. One. I tell you what. Merseyside, Derby, then Everton nil, Liverpool nil, and it was indeed Mel Reddy, Two points dropped. There's no other way to take it. There's no other way to go from it. Liverpool attacked so very badly.
2: You just nailed it there. This thing about a good point at difficult grounds or a good Derby point or... Anything like that. Things that you, you know, historically say doesn't apply when you use context. The context is, in the first half, you watching the game and Liverpool have more quality. It's quite obvious. And you're thinking, all that needs to happen is Liverpool start asserting themselves on the game and stop, stop it from being a scrap, impose themselves, and Liverpool will get what they then deserve. Unfortunately, that never happens. And that never happens because there's a sense of conservatism in these big away games that I think with the exception of going to Tottenham, we've seen throughout the season. And, you know, Arsenal at the Emirates, for example, it was fine then because Arsenal were actually good in that game. It could have gone... Either way, um, but against Manchester United, who, given all their injury issues prior to the game, then during the game, you know they were on their knees, and Liverpool did not take the opportunity to to keep them there. They they gave them a way out, and against Everton, it was the same. When the opposition are not doing anything really beyond. Kicking it long to Virgil van Dyke, which is a very odd <laughs> game plan, then, and you don't take the initiative to make the game yours, you're just wasting it.
0: First half is broadly all right, Gareth, in that sort of let's see what happens next thing that can happen mm. in, in difficult away games, not dissimilar to maybe first half at Watford or maybe first half at Burnley, you know, the games Liverpool would have on last November. But second half, I, I think it's staggering that I, th- I think that every five minutes Liverpool got worse. That mm-hmm. every five minutes Liverpool were poorer, and it was the opposite of whatever the opposite of building up ahead of steam is. You know, it wasn't it wasn't as though Everton were imposing themselves in any sort of way. I think Everton just realised in 65, hang on, there's something in this for us, rather than the idea that they've grabbed the game away from Liverpool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I felt we we offered them encouragement, and and, and sort of second half uh, more of a derby broke out. Uh, first half, it, it felt like. So sort of as as we talked about in the build up, really that Liverpool approached it in a way where they were just mature and professional about it, and were like, well, you know, we're determined not to allow the the emotion to get to us, um, Everton. Obviously, do what Everton do, and, and and you know, you can't you can't fault them for doing that. Um, they, they got themselves pumped up, they got the crowd pumped up, and, but they didn't particularly play well. They weren't great. Uh, they looked like a tenth place team in the Premier League. At best, uh, at best, yeah. Um, I mean, I know they're all celebrating the point like they won a trophy but it was poor and if the best thing you've got for 24 years is a nil-nil against Liverpool then it's been a pretty shit time to support Everton then hasn't it for a long long time Um, but yeah Liverpool needed to do better and I I think the key word for me Mel's already said it is that there was a weird conservatism about them Um, I, I thought even first half you're saying it was okay but I didn't feel like there was that intensity to the press um, I felt like they were sort of letting them have it a little bit, and it was kind of like, well, is that the plan? Is, is the plan to sort of let them run themselves out of steam a little bit, Everton? Um, if it was, it didn't work. And yeah, progressively worse is, is right. I mean, I, I, I kind of looked at it thinking, well, we've got Firmino there in our back pocket, and that, that, that can make a difference when he comes on. And then... It, it it didn't really <laughs> um, which was a bit of a shame and yet the subs I mean I'm sure we'll get into all that but I didn't really understand them I didn't get them they didn't make us better either really and and yet we offered them encouragement I mean look they, they, they were determined to spoil our day um, that's all you have got and you, you know I'm fine with that by the way you know we did that to Man United um, we we've celebrated draws against Man United when we knew it, it cocked things up for them I was fine with that at the time I was fine singing you lost the league on Merseyside to Manchester United it's shit, like it, it's it's the lowest form of fandom if you like that. When you're, you're celebrating that kind of thing, but, it's a miserable place to be. Yeah. But it's still a place to be. Yeah, and it, it's still all right at the time as well. But like you know, I mean, there's a lot of crowing going on today, and you'd expect it to be that way. And you know, I've had some directly at me and things like that. Again, I would expect it to be that way. The amount of shit I've given Everton and Evertonians over the years, it's all absolutely fine. Um, if it was the other way around, I would I would be doing it back. So.
0: Enjoy yourselves, lads, but you still tend. Um, the getting worse is what worries me, Andy. The Liverpool's wretchedness, to be honest with you, in attack. I think it's it could well be our poorest performance of the season. And there's a sense where I'd be all right with that if I didn't just think we just whacked out our best performance of the season against Watford. I think that's what makes it strange. If you felt like we were just in general in a bad place, it'd make more sense. For me, I just think, well, we've gone from attacking brilliantly against Watford to to that dog's dinner?
3: I just think it would I I, I agree with what and Cat say about Conservative but I think I think as well it was muddled. If there was a message there, I think it got lost at some point. I think we kind of fell for it. Um whatever the Trap Everton said we kind of fell for it a little bit. Um and I I, I don't know what that plan was. I mean all, all being said and we're, we're all me especially I'm I'm very upset about the result but despite all of this you know, the chances that we had throughout the course of the game, you'd expect at least one of them to point away. That's not an excuse. I don't think we were good enough for the win. But what was disappointing for me is one thing that Liverpool have done really, really well over the last couple of seasons is they'll miss one chance, but you know there's gonna be another one within five mm. minutes. Yeah. And they'll rally and they'll get on top. There was none of that. None of the none of the big chances that we had.
0: Would have followed up.
3: Followed up yeah. with another chance. It didn't seem to be any momentum. Didn't even seem to, even the, the, the set pieces that we had, because we've been talking about set pieces all week and how poor they are and, you know, how much we've been improving. But there was never a sense from any of them. that you know, sometimes you get you get an impression that, oh, we could get one here.
0: Just on this, and I'll come back to you, right? one of the things that occurred to me when I was in the ground watching it, on 75, I think we have a bit of a fluffed attack. And I thought, we're not going to score here. And the only time in the Anfield fixture where I thought we weren't going to score, ironically, was when Van Dijk shanked it. That's yeah. the only time throughout the whole of that game. I think it's gone. I all the way through that game. I think we're going to get one. We are going to get one. I'm just, I'm really confident. I'm just going. It's going to come. It's going to come. A big chance is going to come. By about 75 there yesterday against Everton, I was like, we're, not scoring. we're that, not scoring. Last last shot on target was sense 54th man,
3: which is mad, which is mad. And you know, as much as you say, oh, the players aren't affected. I I think this is as much to do with the the, the United results as Watford because it was on the road. It was nil-nil, you know, and we weren't great, we weren't great there either, and as much as they say, oh, they're, they're, they're happy and bouncing insane, and it just didn't look right, Um I mean saying that, Everton did set up the way they set up, and that isn't a criticism of them, you know, they, you'd expect that, and what I found was interesting in the first half, the one time that Everton did step out and try and press us, we knew, that was probably the closest we came to scoring. And I think if anything, that, ironically, because we didn't score, that was the worst thing that could happen because it kind of reset Everton. It, got, allowed oh,
0: sh- them, it allowed them to go, let's not let that happen let, let, again. not do we, that again. But we're not 1-0 up. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: We can't expect the opposition <clears throat> to play in a way that suits us. Very much not. Especially when we're up there and we know that for so much of the season that hasn't been the case we've had to battle. The... You, I think there's so many truths, and there seems to be like a, a fight amongst people that you can only believe in one thing. For example, the fact that Liverpool have been so measured this season is part of the reason why we're in a title race. A big part of it. The that's, fact that that's true. you know we've hinged on um, defensive foundations on solidity. And you can, that is a truth that you can accept. And you can also accept that in situations where ruthlessness and risk and um, a bit of balls <laughs> are required in, in recent weeks that Liverpool haven't done it. And you don't have to say, OK, conservatism has served as well. So we're just going to or, or maybe the better word is being measured has served as well. So we're just going to continue doing that. There, you Situations arise and you deal with those situations as they arise. And I don't think Liverpool have been good enough in doing that. You can also accept that Liverpool have progressed massively this season. That's not an argument. And yet you can also accept that Liverpool have not just opened the door back for Manchester City in this title race, but ushered them in and put them in front of 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 themselves and said like go on city like but, but it's up though, to you to now mess up
1: but we're all saying it's a shit show and it, and it's a shit show but there's three big chances to win it and they don't take them and two of them fall to mar when he takes an extra touch both times and it's like you know we were trying to get into it on the post-match point why why did he do that because you know and it's almost it, the, the thing for me there is you know we've defended them it as fans do um, over and over again, saying "Nah, nah," the pressure's not getting to them. The situation's not getting to them. Think it did a bit. Yeah, think it did. Th- think it did a bit because what that looked like to me, and I, I know it's a my comparison, and I'm not saying one is like the other in any way and how they play football. But I think about Emilski when he played footy and played it naturally and didn't think, overthink it. He was great. He was superb. He scored some brilliant goals for Liverpool. Think about him also when it got on top of his his head, of his shoulders, when he allowed the demons in, if you like. You know, he'd go go one-on-one with the keeper at that stage and you'd be looking at it going, he's not going to score. And he didn't. And I think that's what was happening to Mo. They were almost trying to make sure that that ball ended up in the back of the net rather than just naturally playing football. I think Fabinho does the same, trying to take some mad touch in the box when he just needs to be throwing either his head at it or falling back and hitting it or just hit it, lad. You know, it, it, it's, at, it's at a height where you can hit it. You can do something. You can direct it towards the net. And he tries to take a touch again to make sure.
3: I mean, i am literally just written that down, trying to make sure. Just as of was saying, it's funny. It's like this, this fearlessness and this freedom that we've been playing with. It just kind of wasn't there. It was inside, and we'll get into it later in the show, but it was almost as if on 80, 80 85, we'd kind of almost set up, we kind of reconciled with ourselves that a draw wasn't the worst result in the world. When actually, I'd have rather, for the last five, if you would have said to me, right, risk getting beat, but go for it. And I don't think we did. I, th- I think there was a period because the, things weren't fun, as you were saying, and, you know, we, we just seemed to be doing our own heads in, and there was a couple. Couple of things that didn't go our way. To cover, I mean, the amount of the last stitch tackles. We just need one of them to go right. But I think we settled on it. We'd much rather throw the, the baby out the bathwater. And I know, I'm saying it hindsight's great, but then, you know, we, we, we are where we are. It's the draws that kill you, yeah, is what I'm saying. And a points for us, fair enough. It might be putting the winners of the league, or it might be the put, or we might just finish one point behind and end up losing the league. So you know risk reward etc cetera, etc. Although I mean on the on the nearly getting in there thing, um, and I think that the observation about Mo taking extra touches and a few of them is absolutely spot on, um, and not for the first time but recently. But like we just when I see him being getting the break of the boards, happened a couple of times, the last five, the one time in the last ten minutes when we did go for it with the little ball over to Lalana, Roberts Robertson, and it just 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 missed. And, you know, you get a sense that it just isn't going to happen. And I think the players got themselves into that mindset In ultimately themselves. Mm. Uh,
0: a lot of discussion of the manager's subs. We will come on to it, Mel. But starting 11, first and foremost, um, for me, uh, when Alden just didn't look fit, couldn't impact the game, was, you know, he does have occasionally have that sort of game and then he has a big 15, a big 10, where he, 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 he this season he's moved from it being often a bit quiet to suddenly it being very, very, you know, very vivid more than last season, when I think it would just remain a bit quiet. But to me he's got that strapping on and maybe I'm reading too much into it but he just doesn't look like he's moving as freely I had a look at him for, a, for for a few minutes and he just doesn't look it doesn't look as easy for him as he did a few weeks back I, there'll be a lot of talk about the subs but f- I just wonder whether or not starting one album in hindsight may, may have been the wrong thing to do
2: well when you looked at or when you looked at Everton you knew the the derby at goodison is going to be a, a bit of a battle it will be ugly at times everyone accepts that. And then, but that's where you get to the point where you you soak up and then you impose and then you say no, we're gonna dictate the uh, dictate the game on our terms. And when I saw the midfield three, I thought mm, there's a lot of defensive mindedness in there without the creativity, the attack. A large part of the reason they've been underperforming is that there's no midfielder committing the opposition, no midfielders getting into the box enough to assist them. And then they become easier to mark, in essence, um, especially against teams that are purposely wanting to be ob- obstructive and are, are set up so well to, to thwart them. You need people other than Joel Matip yeah. committing the it. opposition, right? And I looked at those three and I thought, OK, if one of them is, is going to have the initiative between Henderson and Wijnaldum and to commit to play further forward, to be that line breaker, then OK. And none of them were. And so there were large periods where the game was just bypassing midfield. It was just getting lumped from one end to the other. Jürgen uh, complained afterwards about the ball being in the air so much And, you know, it doesn't help football. Well, Liverpool contributed heavily to that too. If you don't want the ball in the air, stop hoofing it up
1: there. I thought that was really annoying. That was one of the most annoying aspects of the the game about, you know, said before about it kind of felt like they were trying to do a first-half performance that was mature and was clever and takes the heat and the sting out of the situation. But then they were just giving them the ball with with balls that they didn't really need to play. You know, Henderson plays the nice one to Solara and nearly gets him in. But other than that, there were lots of long ones, again,
0: the same as there was against Manchester United, that are easy to defend, so this and are, are, are probably not going to come off. My, my thing on that, Gareth, is I was watching them, and he's talked a lot. There's been games where, for instance, we've done a lot of sideways and kept it, and he said afterwards I'd let them to be more direct, and I thought they'd gone too far the other way. Yeah. But I think part of his thing there, and this is my one Alden thing, is I think... You need someone else to help pick those bits up. If you're going to do that, if you're going to go direct, if you're going to try and turn them around, so the Henderson-Salah one's a good example of one that that comes off or pretty much comes off. But I think if you're going to do that, you need to you need to have a this is how we win the next ball plan, and that's yeah. what I thought was missing from that midfield. Yeah, I take the creativity point from Mel and I take the third man run a point from Mel, and they're both good points. But in the most basic way, if you're going to go direct, part of the purpose the of that is that you get the seconds, yeah. and no one was around for the seconds. No, that's
1: that was-
2: what I was saying. It was just completely getting bypassed in that area
1: i mean that that's where like you know if if the plan was to be conservative clever all those words i just said before whatever maybe we should have just allowed that be occasion to get to us a bit you know because if we'd have been in the faces a bit more and been sana winning higher up we, we could have potentially put them under more pressure i'd still say though that despite uh, us routinely saying it's a shit show um there were chances. There were chances. And also, some of their defending was last-ditch. last, last ditch. And also, you could see how much they wanted that draw. You know, and, and I, do, I, I wonder, of, of some of the games we've got left, yeah, we said before, you know, sides don't have to set up in a way that suits Liverpool. But equally... How committed are some of those other sides that we're going to be playing? I don't know that they'll be as committed as Everton to, to, you know, to upset Liverpool because they haven't got that beef, they haven't got that thing with the fans. You know what I mean? Like the, the whole of Goodison was absolutely rocking to upset Liverpool yesterday, and that's going to push it on as a player. Whereas I think you know some of the other opposition Liverpool have got to, for the rest of the season, you could see some routine wins for Liverpool again.
3: On the on the Goodison rocking thing, so I, I, I was going to ask, ball well, is this so? <clears throat> off Silver Pups game. Sorry, excuse me. Awful today. About <clears throat> uh made say, well, this is Goodison and all that kind Air of stuff. Yeah, and all that. And all that. I didn't, for the most part, I thought it was relatively quiet for the derby. I've been at uh, th- the derbies the there'd be much more on top it's almost like they weren't sure themselves
0: I thought they had a big last 20 but I think apart but it, that, I, but but I, I thought uh, before uh, that I thought, they, I thought that game finishes once you the could atmosphere. smell the draw, it kind of like and also when they, they, when they saw Everton get on top a bit because yeah. it would begin to be able to be more, be more attacking yeah.
2: they were bettered by their substitutions I think that effect, that That lifted on, the crowd as well
0: every sub made them on, think hang on this fella everyone who yeah. came on they thought this fella can get a goal or make something yeah. happen well, for us they looked us. like they were going
3: for it more than us yeah. in terms of the subs on, on the substitutions um and I'm happy to be totally wrong it's not so much who they brought. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with the, the, some of the players who come on. But I thought I actually think taking Origi off off us. especially with playing the, you know, playing the Diags because he has got a physicality. Mm. And I know that Firmino was great on the deck at winning the ball back and in inception. But when the ball's when when the ball's in the air, and I don't know for a man of his size, Origi could possibly be better than he is. But he, when he was on our side of the pitch, he was getting. I think he was getting more joy either getting something on the ball or even just getting enough or distracted enough to pick up the second the, you know the, the bits and pieces you were talking about and it was a bit of a I would have, I would have actually left them on I mean but, it's it's also just for courses
0: now. it's also for courses but, I, but I, well, the one thing that occurs to me is when he does Firmino or for Origi he could actually just do Firmino for Wijnaldum and just go to four two three one and mm. do a little bit of that push yeah. Mane off one flank Origi off the other and move Salah down the middle and put Firmino yeah. in behind
2: have Firmino between the lines because Liverpool were mean. it pulls him out then doesn't it yeah and, and it would have caused Everton a lot more issues. Um, just on Salah and, you know, the, the chances we spoke about it. When we talk about games like this, I, ca- I mean, you can't legislate for the fact that Mohamed Salah is unplayable against Watford. Absolutely, Like, genuinely yep. torrid, torrid, torrid for them to deal with. And then he goes to... In the space of a few days, being unable to play, every, like every every touch was off, every decision was wrong. It was off
0: minute one, a minute one, wasn't it? Minute one, he there's yeah. one. there's one that Henderson plays into him, and he basically kicks it twenty five yards away, and you're like, i
3: am gone one down the halfway line." Yeah, yeah. 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 And
1: there, there was one where he, he 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 skinned a few of them in the box. There was one moment where well, he yeah, thought no, that's oh, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. he is. Um, and then he, he he killed it into into Pickford's hands, didn't he? It was, not, it was not.
3: Oh yeah, two yards further further out, and it's top in. Yeah. It's more or less identical to the goal he scored against Manfield yeah. last season. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, you can't. How do you? How do you legislate for that happening? But why does he do that? Why is he taking those extra touches and stuff? We speaking about title race pressure, but I think it's his own personal pressure and the fact that he hasn't scored for a few games. That he was so brilliant at Watford and it didn't come for anything. That he knows he's only one goal away and he's been only one goal away from getting 50 in the league for Liverpool faster than any other Liverpool player. That Alan Shearer's record of uh, you know yeah. the quickest to 50 for a single club in the Premier League is 66 games. Yesterday was his 65th game. So I think that there was that individual pressure on himself as well. But also, the context of the game, because it was so frantic and scrappy, he was not where he would usually be composed and so certain. I think it, it wasn't helped by the game being so untidy and all over. There almost was this feeling of, oh, got to make it happen, got to make it happen. I think
0: also, Mel, just to, to give a bit of praise to Silver and the setup, Dina wants to attack but he's very clearly told. I mean, the number of times they just basically—he he was almost just like a third centre back. He really did just, and and I think that that helps us in that. In one sense, Salah being very far forward pinned Dina back, and it meant that Dina was going. Well, I'm not going anywhere for and for much of the game. He plays really, really deep. But there's a flip side of that as well, which is well, that's an example of being pretty well. Marshall Dina's a good player. Um, you know, he's not—he's not a dope. Um, and he makes his life difficult. You see that Salah can get the better of him a couple of times, but it's not every single time. And it's, it, it is making a difference. And simultaneously, Everton are also doing a good job of black- blocking the lanes to get the ball to him. I thought Schneiderlin played really well without ever really kicking the ball. You know, it was one of those games where he just sort of moves around and ensures that if that's that's really tricky and Gay gets to go and, and press and, and be a bit more aggressive, whereas Schneiderlin just trumbled around the pitch, but was just ensuring none of these passes to Mane or, Sal- or Salah will be easy for you. And I think that, you know, I think that is, for me, that is the that's the biggest credit to Everton moments and the credit to the Everton managers he gets that right
2: yeah uh they they spent a lot of time as you say on Salah but also Trent because i think they they saw that Liverpool's right can be quite dangerous as yeah. as Watford learned so weren't really giving them many opportunities or spaces or or just but in saying that it was Liverpool playing within themselves makes that look better than it Absolutely is. Agree. It, it's. And genuinely, you know, we can talk about everything substitutions and, and starting lineup and all those things but the team that starts the game against Everton's team that starts the game and you're sitting there at Goodison and you're watching that first half and you're thinking to yourself the moment Liverpool take control here, that's the moment that they own this game. They get the result that they want, they get the win. And that moment just never came, which for me was the most disappointing element that at no point Liverpool take the initiative to design that game the way they want to. Um, and for, it just I, I kept thinking, okay, they're going to go in at halftime. They're going to get all their instructions. They're going to you know, look at a few video clips and they're going to come out. And that's the moment where, right... This is our game. This is our title. This is our everything. And it just got worse. It got worse and worse and worse as the second half progress.
3: It, it was almost, sorry, Neil, it was almost strangely, eerily similar to the Anfield derby. In so much as what Gareth was saying, as well as the, as, as the game went on, and we all laugh now about it, he scored them, But in the last 20 minutes of the game at Anfield, Everton actually had more of the ball.
1: Take away like, better
3: Yeah, yeah, than the us. And it was, I, I don't know what. Uh, what what it is, uh, I know we haven't got the best record against Marco Silver. Anyway, but it just seemed almost like a carbon copy again. Um, well, just without, without without the, the cherry at the end. To to sort
0: of go against Mel's earlier point about the context of the game, it is worth pointing out that it's now. Um it's now three and derbies on the bounce where no one scored within the 90 minutes. Uh, it is also, um, you know, you can put it as a piece with the Anfield derby, which is nil, 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 nil. And this one as well, it is all, there's been a few of them uh, now. It's now three derbies on the bounce, for instance, where no one scored within the within regulation time. And I do wonder if there is a bit of a, a strange thing around this game at the minute that Liverpool haven't quite got to grips with. Um, you know, I think Klopp's, if you look at Klopp's derby record, it's it's good, but there's been Liverpool managers who've had better Derby records, and it is also punctuated by two injury time goals. Which, trust me, I wouldn't give away for the world. But this isn't the realm of, of for instance, Benitez's Benitez's Liverpool going to Goodison and just beating them two 0 because they feel like it, uh, and even going down to ten men and beating them. Um, you know, it's not it's it's not quite that, and maybe that speaks a little bit of us where Everton are at the minute. But maybe it says that we're finding them a little bit tough. Um, wanted to Gareth. There's misses, and then there's. Missing the thing that leads up to the chance, and I think there's a fair bit of that that goes on. You know, for for instance, on that bad choice, the ball. There's an argument. Salah, sh- sorry, Art Henderson should do better with the Salah aftermath when Salah has the chance, and it comes out to Henderson yeah. on the edge of the box. There's about three different things he can do, other than the things he think he does do. I um, think he does do is sort of nothing, isn't it? In the end, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's almost like he doesn't know what to do. So he's so he, he's racked with indecision there's a few of that really, the ball before the ball not being right. Mm, there was, yeah, there was loads of that. And again, you know, for all that we want to say,
1: it's not getting to them and it's not a thing and all the rest of it, you do wonder. Um, because, you know, we, we, we've we done the thing, we've all done the thing where you go through the squad and you say, well, he, he did this and he did that and he's played there and all that kind of thing. But it, you know, it's, it, it is huge what we're involved in here. And it is Liverpool's, you know, a football mad city and it's just never stopping. Like wherever they go, whatever those players do, they're being reminded every single day, when the league for us, boys. Win the league for us, boys. Been 29 years, you know. We're all desperate for it, you know. And no, however the manager tries to control them mentally, however whatever they've got behind the scenes in terms of psychiatrists and everything else, I just I just think it's it's virtually impossible to shut this out. And and it's interesting. I thought it's interesting to see some of the debate today about Robertson's interview, even Klopp's interviews after the game. You know, there's a lot of talk that, that there you are seeing people who are rattled. And it's like, well, are you, or are they just pissed off with the, you know, the media at the moment? Are they just not asked about? You've blown it when you've got nine games to go, when you've got twenty-seven points to play for. You know, are they just a little bit pissed off with that narrative? And they might be. And I think it's just all about the bouncing back now, isn't it? Again, and and look, we, we the way the fixtures fall, we can actually go top of the league again, can't we? Because we've got two, and and City have got one, and then Mister the break. So we, we beat Burnley, we beat Fulham. We know we're back at the top. Okay, I haven't played the game more. But, you know, we're constantly rattling on about psychology. Well, there you go, we're back. We're back. You know we still what? haven't gone away. That's what they've got to do.
2: Yeah. The, the disappointing thing, I think, has been the performances. So since the turn of the year, there's been so much missing. And then you have that Watford game. And ignore the scoreline because, you know, people always think three, four, five goals just means... Yes, that's Liverpool. But without those goals, the actual fundamental play in that game, the speed of thought, of feet, the, the movement, um, the intention to engage the opposition, you know, to pull them out of place, to, to commit them.
1: It had bollocks about yeah, it. Yeah. It. it
2: it was it was everything. It was brave, it was courageous, it was it was free, but at the same time it was measured still. Liverpool were, mm. were exceptional defensively. Um So you're thinking to yourself, the Watford game happens, and you're sitting there, and you're thinking, "Yes, Liverpool, there's ten games to go." You found it. You found it at such an appropriate time, because you, you just take that and you and you run with it for the rest of the season. And yes, obviously, the Goodison derby was not going to be, you know, as I, I don't want to say. Watford was an easy game because it wasn't Liverpool made it that way with the uh, by how they played. Watford played quite but well. but you know what's going you know that games are going to be different and there's going to be you know contrasting elements to play with. But that the, the characteristics of your play you can take it and make it Liverpool are good enough to impose themselves on on whatever games happening. And so for that performance to happen where you think finally Finally, 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 so many questions answered to then revert to that against Everton where there's just no chance creation. Everything looks so labored. There's hardly any speed. Sadio Mane made so many good runs and, you know, sitting in the press box, you know you're discussing with police,
0: like. there's oh one trend should feed them to go back to this decisions thing there's one where i mean i'm normally my general view we were quite low down so but my normal thing is well just because you can see it doesn't mean the player can yeah. but there's one where i've got like because we were low down i've got trent's eye line and trent can see it he can see he's in he's, he's there's a pass he can play and in the end he goes the other way and it was hugely frustrating where i think you know if if you slip him there he's he's in one-on-one and there's a there's, That's one of them, Mel. There's there's four, five, six others where there's just a ball on and Liverpool choose not to play
2: it. Yeah, you you spoke there about, you know, the ball before the ball and stuff. I thought Liverpool were the biggest hindrance to themselves with their decision-making, which was just off, off, off. They made more poor decisions than they did good decisions. And it's not, you know, just speaking in... People often think that because it's a draw, because you so desperately want to win, because Liverpool are chasing the title that you exaggerate everything. But sitting there, and also when you have the benefit, I've got to work with a lot of other clubs, so I speak to a lot of people at other clubs, and when you get their uh, analysis on things or, or their interpretation, which takes you out of your bubble of how you're viewing things, you just understand how people view Liverpool's capabilities and... In a sense, you're even more disappointed that yep. Liverpool haven't actually imposed themselves.
0: Um, Andy, the subs then. Um, it's, I mean, Milner's mad ten is worth talking about. It's worth dwelling on in that it's. It's. I mean, it is. I, I wrote in my little my little piece post match. You know, it is a reminder that even at the very highest level even genuinely brilliant footballers and Milner was brilliant against Watford even at that level you can have 10 minutes where it genuinely looks like you just put your boots on the wrong way around i've never seen the likes from milner i suspect he's sitting at home today looking at himself like what what was all that about it was it, you can have a conversation this is, it actually makes it hard i think to discuss whether or not the manager made the right sub. because I think the james
2: pl- milner will be sitting there thinking he should have started
0: yeah that's true, but he, I think you may also be... Th- I mean, to have had that 10 minutes is about it's the worst I've ever seen anybody yeah. play. Well,
3: I mean, <laughs> the 10 minutes, I mean, the first two 90 seconds of him, that, yeah. that little bit, by the touchline <laughs> there, where he gives it away, we win it back, we get a throw in, he gets the ball, the throw goes straight to him and he literally just passes it to, to nothing. Um, I don't know, it's always awkward. I mean, they, they, they say don't they? it's the cliche that it can take you 10 minutes to get into a game. But he looked like he'd just been woken up come on James you're on now um, I don't it, it's funny isn't it I mean I think Mel's just made a great point that was it what was poor was the plan poor was the execution poor or was a combination of both um, I thought this the substitution sent the wrong message if we're talking about messages again I think the game was crying out for maybe not or I'll just say Naby Keita or maybe a more as in Shaqiri if you will I think when they make that substitution it sends a message that you know oh, we're a little bit worried here about Everton and I think that fed more than it as much as it debilitated Liverpool I think that fed into the crowd going up and you know and it gave Everton a bit more belief and then I, mean, I think I that at the, the, the same time, the only guy that could come on, back, plan one in, and then every he's made the fool out of everyone. But it's just that you always know, look for reasons, and I mean that's our job. Just sit here and talk about it, and the wise what's the maybe's whether it was right or wrong. I'm not convinced it was the right sub. It certainly didn't work out.
0: It was uh, it was spectacular uh, to be honest with you. And as I say, I'll say this: you know, I was laughing about it to be honest. Oh yes, I so was. I I got to the point in the ground. where it was just funny in that to see someone just. Just if just everything just go badly wrong for him and like be looking at himself like what on earth is this and it it does happen Gareth I mean it, and as I say it makes it hard to sort of genuinely do a judgment call on the sub because you're left going well I think the manager has a bare minimum expects you to be able to pass it five yards oh yeah and look look
1: you know the the derby and and the derby atmosphere has got to loads of players down in the years I mean do you think it got see you think just, about a, I think he just stinks he, he just has a shit game yeah yeah I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know why Shaqiri doesn't get on. It was the big thing for me. We we, we bought him to be a difference maker, I and mean, we needed someone to make a difference, and then he sat on the bench. And and like you know, maybe it's a, a fitness issue. Again, you know, you got to always put that caveat in there that we don't. have had
0: the stomach injury, and I think that I think that's almost your worst injury in a w- really weird way. In that you know, maybe in terms of getting faith back from everybody that you're all right, because yeah. it's very difficult to demonstrate it. Do you know what I mean? But maybe, maybe this is rubbish sports science for me.
1: No, but, I mean, we we don't know, do we, on that, we don't know, we don't know the relative fitnesses of, of, of all the players. I mean, for me, Lalana's a, a, a bizarre substitution just because I've seen, you know, I've seen some people saying, well, you know, he's going to roll the ball and he takes care of the ball and things like that. But I just think, well, when's the last time he really influenced a match when you're seeing him? What's he done recently to deserve to be coming on the pitch there? Um, and, and for me, he sends out a more positive message that you're trying to win the game. and. I, I wasn't that into Jürgen's PlayStation comments or whatever about, you know, putting nine forwards on and blah, 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 blah. Like, we do need to win, Jürgen. Uh, and we have now handed Man City the advantage in the title race. And we might get it back and we might get another opportunity. But it's quite big that we've handed them an advantage. And look, I mean, there's still the thing with City just, just on that as well, by the way, that their form has been absolutely phenomenal to to get back to the top of the league. seems That bit seems to have gone a bit amiss. Like, what they've done, we've made them do that. Do you know what I mean? So if they get 98 points, I haven't posted 100 last year, well, fair fucking play. Do you know what I mean? Like, you deserve to win the league then, don't you? And, like, if we get 97 and don't, we're all right. We're all right saying we're fucking unlucky there then, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, fuck me. A, a record number of points for the, for the club, in the history of the club, and we don't win the league. We can say we're out done to there um
2: but at the same time you will go back to games like this to games like united where if you take control of it if you if you decide we're owning this game and this is the only option then you know maybe it's 78 79 points then you know just
3: on the um the Playstation comments from Gareth I was I was just thinking about this then Look, this isn't, if you take what I'm about to say out of context, it sounds like I'm slaughtered, and maybe I am slaughtering a little bit, a bit of criticism. Um, I think Jürgen could be a little bit more streetwise around his comments in and around certain games, um, and also just to be more aware of his behaviour. So, for instance, already we've already seen that, look, he might think that the the weather's inclements affected the game, mate, don't, don't, f- say don't it. fucking it, say it. He talks about the weather every game, I know. though. I mean, you no, it's, it's no,
0: to about the context I
3: no, understand no, that, but then there's this footage of, uh, of, the, the, of, the, of the, him losing his rag with the ball boy as well, and they're all going mad about that. But you might harsh, feel that. No. I know I'm being overly harsh, but it's just...
2: And he's got a point, because beyond what it looks like to the media, beyond what it looks like to the opposition fans that you've just played, so, you know, like you say, Everton fans delighted with that and stuff, it's about what what a city seeing when they see those things. And what are your other What's general your what yeah what's your other general rival
1: what are your own players seeing i mean yeah. you, you ultimately like you know we can, can say it's all nonsense around the media and a lot of the time you know me in particular I'll rip into some of the shit to say have not worked in it and i know how it works but equally though you know he is a leader and he knows where his words go and he knows how they they get twisted and all that and he can say he So don't give, give a Exactly. He can say he doesn't give a fuck about them all he wants. But you know like if if and and you know, I'm I'm joining dots now, but like, if there's someone sitting at Mel will go, Why the fuck's he going on off the wind? Why are you going off the wind, mate, we played shit. You know, if that you don't want that creeping in. You, you want everyone to have the the leader's gotta have respect of everyone else in the group. And
0: if, he he doesn't want to chip away at that himself. Right, but I think I think I think though you it depends on what you actually want in that I I actually like quite like the fact that he's Routinely, very honest after football mm. matches, and I think, and I think it comes from a different football culture. And I think, because I think, what happens in this, in this football culture, is stuff gets absolutely jumped on and becomes, oh, that's absolutely ridiculous. But, Where is the money comes been from?
2: Here, long enough now to know that stuff gets jumped.
0: Yeah, on. but my worry with this is it all sounds a little bit like us to, saying that we want more from Benitez with the media when Benitez is doing a really good job managing Liverpool. And I'm, and my my, my thing about that is I think, I think Jurgen, not dissimilar similar to Benitez. I think that Jurgen Benitez have loads in common, much more so than people give them credit for, like when he says he, he's just going to be himself in the same way that Benitez was just being himself, and he genuinely doesn't give that much of a fuck about the wise, I think. And I'm all right with that. In that, in that, I was all right with it when Rafa was doing it, so I'm an absolute hypocrite if I'm saying I'm not all right with it now. But I am just sort of like, I think he just thinks, yeah, I'm going to be... There. You ask me this question, I'm going to give you this answer, because that's the answer I give you well, anyway.
3: You can, you can be... So, I am going to be a hypocrite now. So... Yeah, all
0: the lads will never slag raffer off. Go on.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, and you know what? That's what I'm going to say. But you can be yourself, but you don't have to be yourself at volume ten all the time. You can dial it down. I don't
0: think bit, he. I don't think he is. Think he's, well, he's, he's well, being himself
3: at like, I mean, he's got a Raffa-
1: grin on his face when he says the things about the win, which kind of makes me think he knows where it's going to go. He knows. Yeah. He knows that. He knows that it's going to get blown up and all the rest of it, and it has done.
3: So when when, when Rafford come out with the with the facts thing. It was the greatest thing in my life. Uh, well, not in my life. It was one of the greatest <laughs> things I've ever seen. And I was made up that he'd done it. And I thought, fucking go ahead. And I remember, funny enough, it was, I remember having an exchange with Tommy Barrett at the time. And Tommy was like, I'm not sure about this. I went, that's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. You know what? And, I, and I'm not saying it changed what happened in the in the title race. But you know what? Looking back at it, maybe now I'm thinking, you've, you've fell for it there, mate. you felt fell for it. Say what you want privately, sound.
0: I don't, think it made, I don't think it made any difference either no, way no, to I'm on the forty pictures. But it just, just you
3: just know don't. what it makes. You know what though, it, it makes a difference to my that I've got. A, I just said at the top of the show, I've got a fucking massive cob on today, and I'm looking at. It, I'm trying to ignore all these fucking. Oh, I'm not going to say because I'm going to get thrown back. Dial it down, dial it down. But like, it just gives these fucking two-faced idiots ammunition. And I don't forget about the football for a minute. I'm having a fucking shit day. It was a shit day yesterday, and you know what? I can't be asked with all this fucking weather chat. So even for my personal sanity, you know, can we not do it? Please? It's, it's, yeah.
2: it's the
1: same weather for both sides.
2: Yeah, that? exactly yeah. that. But <laughs> Wind's blowing it, one way. And and people don't care that he's been saying it since his first winter here, since his first experience of the wind, that he says it so often. They don't care. Yeah. It will all build up to each other. The, the Henderson, you haven't uh, shaken my hand. The wind, the PlayStation comment. All
1: of that... i tell you what, just, it's like, Jürgen. Yeah, it's oh, fucking dead windy and curvy when you go and train there.
0: But you know. my thing on this, Mel, is that you're either... And this is what worries me, because we did the same thing with Benitez, is we either say we want these people to be themselves and let them be themselves, or we end up chipping away at any little bit of them ourselves within the Liverpool supporter base, and we end up chipping away at them and chipping away at them. And what that actually does is, when this season we get 97 points... <laughs> As Gareth says, we get ninety seven points and we don't win it. And then last next season when we played ten, won six, drawn two, lost two, still doing all right in Europe. But City had played nine, drawn one. Everyone's saying, Could be time for a change. And yeah. we cannot, can but we I'm cannot know. But my thing all. is this is the journey we went on with Benitez. It's the same journey of the fella goes and bees himself, and then what happens is everyone says, I'd rather he wasn't, you know, anymore because no, no, no. I'm getting a bit irritated. I-
2: I think when we speak about people doing themselves, uh, being themselves, Jürgen is also very, very intelligent and very organized and very acutely aware of how things are, you know, put out there. and, And so he can... It's not saying, don't be yourself, Jürgen. It's just saying... You say everything you said yesterday without mentioning the weather well, exactly, I don't, even, not I don't exactly. even mind I don't even mind the PlayStation comment in a sense of I think he was annoyed with the way the question was phrased and and maybe he didn't particularly get the gist of you people weren't saying play all your attacking no. players or which is maybe the way it, it he felt it was uh, put to him but uh, so I didn't even mind that it's just the first thing, so he says about the win, and you know what the que- first question to Marco Silva is: Jurgen Klopp's just mentioned the win. Exactly. Did you the next follow up yeah, question say a like that? you conflict, of course? Yeah, and then um, follow up question: Did you feel? The wind was
1: a factor. Did you feel that like the world cup? The game? The, the, you know, Jurgen saying world cups, and then Silver going on about world cups. No fucking world cups are paid but for. It was a Merseyside derby, but everyone was talking about you, fucking world cups.
3: And you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you say we want these people to be with the army and I'm not just picking it for the sake of picking. I'm just, i I've, I've, I've got a carb on, but he can't temper it because when he first arrived, he was dropping the f bomb every other week. And then he stopped it. So is it is really. Well, he's, that
0: tempered, it, he's tempered himself, I think, a bit from when he's got in full stop. I think he's a very different Jurgen Klopp to the one who was at Dortmund. And I think that that's crystal clear to many, what any sort of long term observer. Yeah, my, not thing ran and that, into the my thing is that. My thing with all of this is, and as this starts, and as it's literally starting in front of my eyes, is I've seen this happen to every other Liverpool manager by. In moments when things haven't gone quite right after lots of things have gone right and it becomes a chip in a way of the of, of the things that are said not just what's on the pitch I've seen it for Julia I've seen it for Benitez I saw it for Rodgers and now all of a sudden here we it's are it's just my it's just my opinion no it's fine it's not just your opinion Andy it's lots of people's opinion don't worry about it there's lots of people saying it my thing is I'll just stick with what's on the pitch on the whole it, um, and we're not far away from Andy Gray talking about subs on 60 minutes it's more to do with
3: the dickheads around it than what Jürgen's saying is what I'm trying it,
0: to say so yeah, so, but, but if you're Jürgen, I'm so Jürgen, and sitting there and he's going I can't be asked thinking about those dickheads I don't want to think about dickheads I'm thinking about football and that's and, that's and that's where point. he ends up and that's where and I'll <clears throat> broadly speaking back sound football people it was smart and as you say Benitez was Benitez was organised and Benitez was structured and Benitez knew what he was doing but it doesn't matter because there'll always be something Because he, and the next thing that happens is like Benitez like Mourinho like Ferguson like whoever you want he's just coming out in front of after having done 90 minutes of football managing and they got a microphone in front of him yeah and I just think at some sort of point you've either got to say these are our lads or they're not and he's my fucking lad um, yeah Virgil van Dijk's also my lad uh, Gareth he was absolutely brilliant he was fucking brilliant wasn't he yeah. and and
1: he, he's such a it, it just seemed like it was him having everyone off for, for 90 minutes in terms of Everton and Everton and did. I mean Mel mentioned before like a, a bizarre tactic really to play the balls mm. that they were playing when you never beat Virgil I and mean, you just you didn't beat him you didn't beat him all day I like that I liked when he sort of hoovered up a couple of things and seemed to be having a go at people around him basically saying, Am I just doing this on my own boys or what? Um Yeah, you are, mate, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: hey. <laughs> so if you're Robertson, you're saying you haven't seen what James Miller's doing up there, mate, to be honest
1: with you. <laughs> But look, you know the fact that we've got him as well. I mean, like I, I just think like we've got to we've got to keep the conversation positive. I had some argument with some End on Twitter last night. Hope you're listening, mate. And um, you know he was like, you know, you're you're just putting a positive spin on things because you've got a product to sell. And I'm like, no, I'm not. This is what I think, mate. This is actually what I think. I actually think we're having a great season. I actually think I've watched lots of shit. It's like obvious we're having sides. a great season. I actually think that we've got a sustained challenge at the top of the league for the first time for a long time. And look, if we have have to go and do it again next season, I think we will as well, because we've tied down all our best players to long-term contracts. We've got a good manager. We've got the supporters in a good place where they turned up for a game at Bournemouth and they supported the side like they should do. I expect them to go and do the same thing when we play Burnley. People are already throwing back at me when I mention that, but it's 12 o'clock on a Sunday... Well, self-fulfilling prophecy, boys. If you say it's going to be shit because it's 12 o'clock on Sunday, it will be shit. But if you decide to go and support the side, it will be different. So make a fucking difference and stop being a fucking miserable. Get the boosters open at 10. Uh, And the other thing we've got, Gareth, is we've got Virgil van Dyke. We've got Virgil van Dyke. We've got a good defence. We've got a great goalkeeper. And that's a a brilliant basis to go on and
3: win all of the points that are left and throw it back at City. The... um on the defence thing, and Robertson particularly, one of the most impressive things about Van Dijk's performance was in the first opening ten because they were targeting Robertson time and time again. They were going out to that byline and they were trying to jump all over him, and within, ten, within five, ten minutes, Van Dijk, every time the ball came over, and he packed in after 15. On that, and the positive is this is our, our fourth game in about five where we've clean sheets.
1: It's, it's
3: four of seven, seven yeah. hours without conceding. Seven hours without yeah. conceding. <clears throat> I, mean, I don't know in the context of we never won the game, blah 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 blah. But quietly, we're actually very very resolute. As I think I said it in the, in, the, in the last night after we finished the show. This as, as crap as yesterday was, I think, not so long ago with that performance. We end up and Everton end up, up getting one. Yeah. Uh, and, and not just Everton. The amount of away games we've seen now, where you know we we're, it's a, unless we play well, we've we've lost to the old goal. And I think as much as Van Dijk was imperious. I think the goalkeeper just brings so much calm to that back line. And one thing I noticed, sorry, Neil, mm-hmm. one thing I've noticed about the, the goalkeeper as well, corners. Now, if you watch it, he doesn't have a Liverpool defender in front of him. I only I've only on to that the last couple of games. I noticed that United have noticed it at Everton when the opposition get a corner. So normally the setup is, and it's great, great podcast than this, isn't it? But normally your goalies there and for years and years and years with Lawrence Carius so or Simon Mingley or whoever, a Liverpool player would position themselves between the goal. So normally you have an opposition player on the goalie. And what normally happens with most teams is a Liverpool defender will then try and get himself in the middle of that to try and create, you know, to create a barrier. Allison Becker doesn't do that. To have the balls, to you know, the, the the courage and the calm and the authority to do that, and it's working. And the, the bonus to that side is you've now got another Liverpool defender in the box who's not just trying to buffer someone out the way, and you've got a goalie confident enough that he hasn't got a barrier in front of him. And it, the other side effect of that is, and I'm going off on a minor point here. Mm you give yourself a better run-up. Because if you're stood in your line and someone stood immediately in front of you and then someone stood then, if you want to try and come for a cross, you've got more bodies in you in the way. Whereas now, where, where the situation at the minute, he's just free to do, to do what he wants. Sorry, back to on, the original on the,
1: right. on the On the technical aspect, I'm a, I was a bit distraught, stroke, distressed, stroke, pissed off, that we literally saw Virgil score with his head twice against Watford and then we were fucking around with them corners. What were we doing? Like... You got a big. I know. I know. They've got big lads as well, like. But you know, Virgil's brilliant in the air. We've and just they shoot at set
3: pieces as well. They yeah, can see the shit. because like yeah, the, they, con-
1: the, the top of the league for conceding set piece goals. So at least the top of
3: the league is so it.
1: Well, it. Yeah. yeah. But you know, so so I didn't I didn't get the short corners. I, I didn't get why we're fucking round with those things. Get get it in the box and give Virgil an opportunity to put it in the back of the net.
2: I think that Virgil's display. You know, when we speak about an untidy game, the ball just being hoofed all over the show and no real direction or sort of structure to anything just makes his performance all the more impressive because he just (laughs) it didn't matter where the ball was coming from or what it was doing or how it was you know skidding across the box or whatever he was in complete control of the defensive side of the game Even,
1: even even lashed out some needle Yeah, he said about them celebrating nil
3: nils. Did I miss this? I've seen this mentioned, did he? Yeah, oh
2: god, yeah, he was, in my opinion, player of the season undoubtedly. I don't think anyone's been as transformative, you know, when when centre backs, previous centre backs are talking about actually cooing about him and his performances and his calmness, then you know that he's the absolute business, um, you know. Even if City win the league, I think he should be player of the season. You could talk from City's perspective. Bernardo Silva, I think, has been tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. absolutely tremendous. Raheem Sterling's possibly got a shot, but I think Bernardo Silva's been the best player for them. Um, But yeah, I said at the start of the show, Liverpool have an elite defence, and they absolutely do. And this title charge has been based on that. Yeah, Liverpool still need to win games, and they still need to do what Neil's favourite thing is, which is put the wrong thing in the rectangle. Just
0: fucking thing. win. Well, no, I do, think Liverpool needs look, to commit to scoring? I, I'm sure I've just been saying it recently, but Liverpool needs to start setting up in a manner which is score three a game. What's your three-year game plan? Because if we score three, no one's scoring three.
3: Look, as much as... Sorry, Matt, go on. No, no. Um, so, as, as much as I'm, I'm made up, I've done this show now because I'm I've, I've, I've feeling a little bit better about so thanks very much. Self-therapy is great <laughs> to me. Um... City being topped by a couple of points isn't awesome as much as it was because one thing I will say is that you look at the fixtures, we're all right. One point, by the way. Lance. One point, sorry, one point. Correction. City's injuries are going to bite at some points, And I think as much as, you know, everyone's upset about yesterday, I think it's important to remember that it is only a point, as Gareth just pointed out, and we've got a run of perfectly winnable fixtures. And City might... Hey, look... If City don't blink and City win all their games, as Gareth said earlier. Fair play to them, absolutely fair play. Hats off, all that jibber. But I think we can get tied up in the immediacy and the doom and gloom, says me. Who's sat here crying for the last hour? Mm. But you, I mean, you look at City, the Bruyne is out now, isn't he? Mm. Fernandino's out. Uh, they've got the out, the ports yeah. out. John Stones is out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to get all Kevin Keegan and all that, like. But uh, they've know, got to go to Manchester United, yeah,
2: exactly.
1: and I'll tell you what. And, Exa- uh, exactly,
0: exactly. It's, it's more for me. We've just got to worry about we what we do, Mel. Yeah. And I think that the next two are massive. Beat Burnley, beat Fulham. As Gareth said before, get to that international break and forget England about and, yesterday. Uh, yeah, just let it go. And, yeah. and 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 Burnley Sunday, you know, should be is a good opportunity to do that. That'd be a tough game because they'll be physical. Uh, but they've now lost two two on the bounce. Burnley, it is an opportunity, you know. Uh, put it right get on top and go from there i think and and for me that's you know liverpool being in touch four games to go sounds let's mm. let's go all let's let's go all the way in this
2: completely for me that's the only thing liverpool concentrates on what they need to do which partially i think my annoyances have we been uh too measured in some games because we think we just want to be within touching distance and we think, we assume there's more twists and turns and, and we look at City's schedule and we think, ah, there, 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 ah, they're going to drop points to just be there and thereabouts.
3: They've only been winning and, and, by the old goal though, Mel, as well, you know.
2: I know, but it's part of I, I don't want Liverpool doing that thing. I don't want Liverpool thinking City could do that, there, that, there, that. I want Liverpool to focus entirely on Liverpool and to win all their remaining games because they are fully capable of doing that. The games they've dropped points in recently, they were fully capable of winning those games. Um, I think Leicester were were they were very lucky in the Leicester game because they were awful in that one. But there's a lot left to do in this title race and a long way to go. And I think the fan base are so important. And not don't throw in the towel. Don't accept that it's over. Don't give up. Like until there is nothing left, you've got to you've got to continue. You can be fr- be frustrated with performances, be frustrated with drop points because we all are. It's only normal. But there's still such a long way to go. A lot of football to play, and Liverpool have shown that they can play very good football.
0: I still think we're going to win the league. I'm genuinely, no messing about. Someone I said to me this morning, gen- "Do you honestly think that?" And I started the season, so this is—I started the season saying, "I think we'll break the record for the highest number of points any side's got and come second. So I said at the start of the season, so it'd be easy for me to say, "Well, the thing I said at the start of the season—I know I genuinely think we're going to win the league."
1: We've got every chance. Look, and I, I just think, honestly, I'm not trying to fucking
0: sell a product,
1: mate. I'm trying to say yeah. we should get behind our football team and support them and do everything great we lads. can. They've done brilliantly. Guardiola's come out with a quote there about you know if this if a bunch of athletes come second like it doesn't we, we concentrate too much on the on the first if you like exactly. and I and I totally get what he's going on about. This isn't like all the bollocks that you see people say about accepting failure and you know trying to spin things and all that. They've done brilliantly, Liverpool, to be where they are. They've done brilliantly all season. And if we if we, if our heads go as a collective, you're talking before about the influence on a manager getting sacked and things like that, and starting to pick a a scab about him saying this, him saying that. We can do this about the side as well. We can all dive on social media and argue with people all day and assume it means fuck all. Who says Gareth Roberts? Or we can say. Or we can say, do you know what, maybe our players are on here, maybe our staff are on here, maybe they're having a little look, maybe they feel emotions in the ground, maybe they hear the moans, maybe they, they know when you, they're called you or worse. <laughs> um and, and look, Bour- Bournemouth, we reacted really positively as a group of supporters and we got behind them and we supported them and they played well and they produced some good football and they blew Bournemouth away. They did the same against Watford, they can do the same against Burnley. Burnley have conceded something like 53 goals in the league, Fulham have conceded 65, which is absolutely wild. Um we're going to get chances against those sides. And are they are those sides going to get many chances against us? We've conceded 15 all season in the league. The defence has been brilliant. The goalie's brilliant. Van Dijk's brilliant. We've got every chance of winning this league.
0: So let's treat the situation as such. Everyone's got their favourite players. Uh, My favourite players are the 11 who wear red for Liverpool at any given moment. Even James Milner, when he's playing like that, becomes one of your favourite players. That's the way the whole thing's meant to work. It's another thing as well to talk about coming second. A fair play to the side that's going to finish second this year. They'll have averaged over 90 points across two seasons. Well done to Manchester City for that. Liverpool are going to go and be champions.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.